The Biden regime's latest plan, nationwide mail-in abortions using abortion pills. What does this mean? What's happening? And how did a 10-year-old girl get involved with this in Ohio and Indiana? We're going to explain all of this to you. I also want to remind you there are still a few, tick- a few tickets left for Turning Point SAS. It's coming up next week in Tampa, Florida. So if you're in Florida, you're within driving distance of Tampa, you really have to go there because we're going to be discussing all of these issues. We're going into deeper discussions. And we've also got, we've got, I think it's just been announced now. So we've got Governor Ron DeSantis is Friday and then President Donald Trump will be speaking on Saturday at SAS. You want to make sure that you're there. So there's a few tickets left. They are almost at capacity. I was actually talking to Charlie about this yesterday. Very, very close to capacity. Uh, But it's Tampa, Florida, July 22nd to 24th. Use promo code POSO, all caps, you get your 25% off, tpusa.com slash SAS. The link is in the description. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is July 14, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's headlines, an exclusive story we've been digging through on this, Plan C. The Biden regime is planning nationwide mail-in Abortions. We'll explain next. Illegal alien arrested for raping a 10-year-old in Ohio. Next, the Biden team heading to Saudi Arabia with hat in hand. Please give us some more oil. And finally, Amazon admitting to giving ring videos to police and law enforcement without permission from the owners. All this and more head human events daily. Uh, I think, um, look, you could always try and do more. I think some of their priorities were really well placed. First of all, when it comes to, um, you know, abortion pill, being able to get, deliver that by mail. So that cannot be denied in any state across the country. The president was strong. He's going to make sure that no state can take away that right to get an FDA approved uh, pharmaceutical product like that. He also was strong. He said, I'm going to do, I'm going to make darn sure that Texas and other states can't uh, prohibit a woman from leaving the state to exercise her reproductive choices. I think it was forceful. I was very um, impressed by the passion he felt in getting things done. So yesterday, the Biden administration put out new guidance, guidelines, right? New guidance. Just I love how we call it. It's not medical orders anymore. It's not mandates, just guidance. From the Department of Health and Human Services, DHHS. And what did it state? It said that pharmacists must prescribe, right, abortion pills under federal law, regardless of who requests them. Okay. Well, here's the problem with that. What they're doing is they're setting up a potential conflict between federal law and state law. And the Biden administration knows this because what happens then? What happens if you're a pharmacist in a state where abortion has been banned and yet someone comes up and requests an abortion pill. Of course, Big Pharma is going to love this. We know that's who the Biden administration is helping. But what then if you're in a state that doesn't ban abortions, but you want to mail them to someone in a state that does? What they're doing is creating universal mail-in nationwide abortions through these abortion pills. And they call it Plan C. And there's there's whole organizations for this. Nobody, I think, in the conservative movement is actually talking about this. We have to dig through what they're doing. They call it telehealth. They call it virtual abortions. Politico had the story yesterday, right? Uh, or excuse me, last week. How does virtual abortion care work? 
Providers typically provide two pills, uh, minoprestone and misoprotosol, via virtual visits. They're often sent to patients through the mail. It blocks pregnancy-supporting hormones while also causing uterine contractions. Abortion rights advocates say the virtual option reduces access barriers, like the need to travel to a clinic, which can be expensive and time-consuming. Wait a minute. What do you mean we can do that? Why are we allowed to do that? Well, guess what? Last year, very late last year, December 2021, the FDA stated that they made a new decision permanently allowing abortion pills by mail. From the New York Times, the decision will broaden access to medical abortion, an increasingly common method, but many conservative states are already mobilizing against it. So you understand this is a two-pronged plan from the Biden regime. They knew that the Dobbs decision wasn't going to come down in their favor. You mean to tell me the Biden regime didn't know about that leak before it came out? Come on, get serious. They knew it was coming. So what's the plan? They authorize abortion pills through the mail. They call it Plan C. Of course, Big Pharma, right? They want to sell their pills. They want to get everything out, make sure the medication is flowing, get the pills going through the mail. Then you have a situation where some states are banning it, but federal law, and this is what the guidance is from DHHS, federal law says, oh, no, you can have it. Well, how do you get it then? You mail it from the blue states to the red states. This is a problem that we're running into. Not only in this case, but in a a state-by-state basis, right? And the great Tim Pool and the great Kurt Schlichter talked about this last night on TimCast, and they have a great point here. We are running into a situation now where we have, we are going to have now abortion states and non-abortion states. And isn't that similar to the way we had slave states and non-slave states in the past, right? A moral issue dividing the country. Does this set up mismatches between civil law, federal law, state law? It's going to drive people angry. We're already seeing the attacks on pregnancy centers. Elizabeth Warren's out there, Senator Warren calling them fake, right? Oh, these crisis pregnancy centers, they're fake. And then Jane's Revenge goes out and starts attacking them. The violence is already starting and it's becoming geographic because you've got abortion states and non-abortion states. And isn't this similar, right? I'm not saying it's the same thing, but just think about it, right? America is now going to be divided on a state-by-state basis, not north-south. You might have different zones. But the Biden administration, the Biden regime, they know this and they're exacerbating the situation because they're pointing to it and they're saying, try and stop us. Try and stop these abortion pills going throughout the country nationwide. Food riots in Sri Lanka that led to the overthrow of a government You've got an uprising in the Netherlands now, the Dutch farmers going after their government. We understand that your fellow Americans need to know that our supply chains around the world are cracking. And that is why so many people right now are stocking up on emergency food storage. Now, I personally recommend a three-month emergency supply per person in your family. The way things are going, you're going to need it. Human Events Daily has partnered with My Patriot Supply to establish preparewithposo.com. My Patriot Supply is America's largest preparedness company with over 54,000 four and five star reviews. So you go to preparewithposo.com and you will save $150 off their flagship three month emergency food kit. 
This kit provides three solid months worth of delicious meals, food your family will love, and it gives you more than 2,000 calories a day for sustainable energy. Be sure to get one kit for each person in your family. You go to preparewithposto.com. You'll save $150 on the food you're going to need soon. Beat inflation now by investing in emergency food from My Patriot Supply today. It's the only investment that guarantees you a 100% return. Preparewithposto.com. All right, the charge is rape, felony of the first degree, under 13 years old. Have you had adequate time to review the motion to hold the defendant without bail or bond? Yes, Your Honor. All right, Mr. Meyer, if you'd like to proceed. Yes, thank you, Your Honor. The state is asking the court to hold Mr. Fuentes without bail or bond in this case. She indicated that her 10-year-old daughter was pregnant. Um, at the time, was the daughter still pregnant? Yes. Is that daughter still pregnant today? No. Why not? The victim went to went out of state to have a medical uh, medically terminated uh, abortion. Well, in a firestorm of a story that's gone absolutely viral, taking the nation by force, going all the way up. The President of the United States talked about this. Now we've got a bombshell revelation. Now, a couple of days ago, right, we were talking about this case of the reported 10-year-old girl who traveled from Ohio to Indiana to receive an abortion. And we said, why are there no facts about this case other than this? Why is the only source a pro-abortion activist? Why can't we find out anything that's going on? And then we also said that if this happened, right, we want the person to be charged, we want them behind bars, and then we want them sentenced appropriately if, of course, the evidence corroborates. Now we find out the details that were being left out. And that those were that the person who has just been arrested for this, and of course, alleged suspect, all the proper caveats, an illegal immigrant, illegal alien, I should correct myself, from Guatemala. That means he's a foreign citizen of the country of Guatemala, by the way, right? Uh, when people say they're undocumented, right? That's not actually accurate, right? Because they do have documents. They're foreign citizens of another country, whatever country, whatever country that is, whether it's Russia, China, India, Guatemala, El Salvador, you name it, right? Canada, right? You're still a foreign citizen, regardless of where you're from. You have citizenship. That's not, that's one on the other hand. And the reason, the reason that we should be careful to say illegal alien versus illegal immigrant, right? Immigrant, that word defines someone who goes through a process, a legal process of legally going through the laws and going through the front door, signing the paper, going through the documents. And look, I've got family, my wife, right? Of course, as an immigrant. So we know what that process looks like and we know how hard that is to go through and how much work goes into that. But this is a situation, right? And of course, we don't have all the details yet. We want to know what's going on. But I remember this is something that President Trump talked about when he was running for office again and again, so many people down on our border have talked about this, that these women and children, and we don't know specifically if this girl was also an illegal immigrant, but let's just talk about the broader trend. The broader trend is that a lot of the women and children who come across the border illegally through these human trafficking and child trafficking operations, and that's what they are, this is human trafficking and child trafficking on an industrial scale, the likes of which the world has never seen. And so many of them are sexually abused, sexually assaulted, and raped. And now you have a situation again 
because of our open border, of our failure to accurately and seriously provide for some type of protection on that border. You create this negative incentive structure whereby in these coyotes, you got people that are desperate, they're in, um, they're in economic dire straits, they see a way to get in, and they get exploited, and they fall into these trafficking schemes. We don't have to be like this. You know, we, we can close that door. Our southern border is open. It's, it's wide open, and everyone knows it. Do you understand that this is done on purpose yet at this point? Do you get it yet? This is being done deliberately. Look how hard, look how hard the regime fought, right? Whether you want to call it the, uh, the uniparty, the, the over, whatever, right? Look how hard they fought when somebody actually came in and said, we're going to do something about immigration to this country. We're going to do something about actually protecting our borders. We're not going to allow thousands and millions of people to simply pour across without any type of rhyme or reason to it. And they fought against it. Why? And it's simple because they want the cheap labor. It's all it comes down to. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce wants the cheap labor, right? And you've got political parties that look to this as new sources of voters. That's it. That's the only thing it comes down to, right? GDP and political power, leverage that they want to use against not only, by the way, the people that live here now, but the people that are coming across who are being exploited. There's a lot of talk out on the streets about the three-week rule. Now, what's the three-week rule, you ask? Well, it might be the best financial advice ever. You wait three weeks to buy that new car. You wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage. And you wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Why three weeks? Okay, because that is how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost your credit score an average of 60, yeah, seriously, 61 points. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands in everything we finance. ScoreMaster technology has developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. ScoreMaster is so easy, it takes about a minute to get started and you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Try ScoreMaster today and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash poso that is scoremaster.com slash poso again storemaster.com slash poso link in the description there are risks for the president politically to go to saudi arabia with an expectation among the public that maybe there will be a specific deliverable when it comes to gas prices and so forth and supply what is the burden on the president to come home with something in that category well, I, it's up to you to characterize things like burdens on the president. What I can say is what the president intends to do. He intends to use every tool in his toolbox to try to create adequate global energy supplies and to bring the price of gas down for American working families at the pump. And that will be measured over time. Can we get that price down and can we keep it down? And I don't think it's going to be measured on Friday or Saturday of this week. I think it will be measured over the weeks and months to come. And there we will sustain intensive engagement in our effort to ensure that at the end of the day, um, we're having a positive impact on the price of oil and thereby a positive impact on the price of gas. President Biden, he's over there with the rest of his regime acolytes, his first presidential visit to the Middle East, right? Um, not his first visit ever. Okay. Uh, I believe the first time he was ever in the Middle East was 1973 when he first became a uh, senator from 
course, the great state of Delaware, right? Studying foot. So if you can think of back to the last 50 years of the Middle East, you can thank Joe Biden when he was senator, now then vice president, now as president. Just look at all of the great, wonderful success stories of the Middle East. And you really think that Joe Biden has such a role to play in all of them over the past 50 years. But he's going over. He's in Israel today. And then on Friday, he's going to be heading over to Saudi Arabia. And what's he going to do? There's going to beg. He is going to prostrate himself before Prince Salman and say, please, please give us some oil. Can we just, just a little bit, please, sir? Please, sir, may I have a little bit of more oil? I'll, I'll be a good boy. I'll be good. I'll just, just oh, it's a bit of porridge and then some oil. It's, it's so simple. Just a little bit. Please, please, can I have some more? And of course, the Saudis are going to look at him and say, no, right? Because the Saudis understand that the United States under President Biden is not a reliable partner, right? And they're going to look at the new alliance that's arisen between Russia and China, driven together by the West, driven together by the United States in the actions of multiple presidential regimes to push these two powers together. Because guess what? The Saudis have overtaken Iran as the number one oil provider to China. The Russians are building pipelines to China. Then Russia and Saudi Arabia have a huge deal as two of the most powerful and influential members of OPEC. They're going to look at the United States and say, number one, we don't agree with your geopolitics right now. And number two, we certainly don't like the fact that America's energy independence policy or you know, the idea that we could have one in the future would be something that is a direct business threat and geopolitical threat to OPEC. So what are they going to do? They're going to cut him off at the knees. It's so simple. Plus, by the way, when you actually look at some of the analysts and we've got uh, oilprice.com, uh, this analysis of it, that they're actually pointing out that Saudi Arabia is already pumping pretty close to what their capacity is. So for Sullivan going over there and begging it, even if they even if you know, take all the geopolitics out of it, even if they were able to get anywhere near capacity, they probably wouldn't be able to give anything extra. We don't have to live like this. You know, I, I was talking before about crime. Then we're talking about immigration policy. Now we're our borders, right? Now we're talking about energy. We don't have to be this way, right? We made deliberate choices as a country to open our borders, to open our jails, and now to shut off our own energy policy here in the United States. This is part of globalism, by the way, because at the end of the day, what is globalism when you break it all down? It's not just an ideology. It's a global supply chain, right? So you outsource the labor to Asia, and then you outsource your energy to the Middle East. And then what do you do, right? Then you hopefully can collect all the, all the receipts. You can collect all the money, collect all the profit while the people of your country just, you know, you know suffer, right? But who cares, right? They get Zuckerverse and you get Elysium. That's what the Great Reset is all about. But when we actually look at the impacts of this, when you try to put it together, rather than having one strong country that has manufacturing, that has serious law enforcement, that has energy, when we know that we have proven energy reserves here in the United States, no, it doesn't work. So we go and prostrate ourselves because we outsourced our energy policy to the Middle East for those same 50 years. It doesn't have to be this way. It's all I want to say. Look at Alaska. Alaska's right there. If you're going to invade somewhere, if you're going to go somewhere to dig and drill, let's go to Alaska. Out of the box, Ring products are most useful in real time. For example, a Ring doorbell can send you instant alerts and live video when someone's at your door. 
But what if you could add features to make your Ring products even more useful, especially when you're unavailable? That's what a subscription to Ring Protect gets you. For instance, with video recording, you can review, save, and share videos of events after they happen. This way, you can spread security beyond your home. With assisted monitoring, your emergency contacts can be notified when a security issue is detected. Do you have a Ring camera at your house? Your parents have one, your friends have one. Many of you probably do, right? They're one of the most popular, if not the most popular, uh, home surveillance system in the entire market. They've spread throughout the country. And with good reason, by the way, because they are so simple to use and they are so effective. You can find out what's going on at your home, even if you're not at your home at any time. And we can all understand why that's important. You want to know someone's coming to your house. You want to know who's at your door. You want to know uh, what's going on in your backyard if you need to get video of something, right? It makes sense. But there's another wrinkle to this. And Amazon has just admitting that they are giving ring videos to the police without the express permission of the owners. What does this mean? Well, just think about it, folks. If you've got a camera that's hooked up to your house and that camera's running through a network and Amazon's got access, Bezos got access to that network, you're not the only person that has access to that video. What you've done is you've created, what Amazon has done is they've created a mass surveillance network across the entire country. They are now able to monitor everything that's taking place on almost every street, in every town, every city, and every state across the entire nation. What are they doing with this? Well, of course, Amazon spin on this. They're saying, well, you know, this is, this is actually good because let's say there's a, a hit and run or a murder or a child snatching. You know, we can, we can see that and we can get that information to the police as soon as possible. Okay. But what, are you, what else are you doing? Are you actually tracking everything that's going on? Because we know that Amazon has relationships with the national security state. We know that Amazon has their business dealings. And we know at the end of the day, they are all about making money. Because think about it, right? They're the ones that are tracking what you're doing, what you're buying, who you're seeing, who's coming to your home, who's leaving your home. And have we ever actually sat back and had a national conversation about this. We have mass surveillance now. This country, and by the way, we have a country that's ruled by viral video. Those are two things that are related, but actually separate. And what I've, I'll, I'll say with this, anytime you see a viral video, right? The first thing that you should ask is, what happened immediately before this video? Because you might see something that's out of context and you say, you know what? This is horrific, this is crazy but maybe something led up to it that would explain what it is that you're seeing. Number two, should we have legislation in this country to determine how this mass surveillance system works now that we know that Amazon Big Brother, Jeff Bezos, is looking over your shoulder as you go to work every morning, as your children go to school, as your children get off the school bus, Bezos is watching. He knows how much you, how long you spend outside the house and how much you come back. He knows what your kids are up to. He knows where your kids are going. He knows who your children are friends with. He knows who you're seeing, who you're not seeing. Do we want one company or any private company to have access to all that information? 
And that's all the time we have here at Human Events Daily. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, Human Events Daily. We are a podcast for people who don't like podcasts. What do we get into today? Plan C. The Biden regime is planning nationwide mail-in abortions. Next, an illegal alien arrested for raping a 10-year-old girl in Ohio. Third, the Biden team heading to Saudi Arabia with hat in hand. Are they going to get more oil? Probably not. And then finally, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, admitting to giving ring videos to police without permission. So much going on, folks. So much happening this week. Trial of Steve Bannon coming up on Monday, right? We've got Turning Point SAS coming up at the end of next week. So next week is going to be absolutely massive. I want you to prepare for that mentally, physically, and spiritually. You should always be in mental, physical, and spiritual preparation. Maintain your psychic defenses. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. And this one, this one's rough. So just bear with me. On this day in 1933, Germany passed a law for the mandatory sterilization of persons with hereditary illnesses with doctors reporting to health officials in the name of science. Genetic health courts were established to enforce the law, including by force. So understand, we've been here before, and guess what? These laws that were passed in Germany were based on modeled on laws that came from the United States, specifically California at the time. We've gone down this road before where we put science ahead of the needs of people. You can't do that. You have to always put people first. That's where we start and that's where we stand. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.